Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of your second cousin's favorite football podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Your second it is cousin. mine. It is your second cousin's favorite football podcast. Yeah. Uh, we got a good show for you guys today. Got quite a bit of news actually this week. We had uh, a certain player signing uh, with, with a, a team that I'm very high on this year. Uh, and then we're going to get into my top five uh, wide receivers going to the 2020 NFL season. Also had a couple of tight ends uh, signing contracts. And speaking of tight ends, Joe, how's it going? How's it going? <laughs> how's it going? You know me. Wow. Yeah. Uh, really, really well. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Super good. We were just, uh, before the show started, we were talking about, I asked you if you had any beef with anybody because, you know, I figured the best way to spread the podcast is to is to start beef with somebody. <laughs> and you had a specific person that you had beef with. Yeah. You want to explain to me who that is? Uh, so his name is La- Lance. 210? Lance, 210? I th- that sounds legit. Lance 210. He was big on Vine too, wasn't he? Yeah, he was uh, pretty big on Vine. He was never funny. He was n- no, never, never once has he been funny necessarily, yeah, but he's been big. Lance Stewart, his name. Lance Stewart. All right, man, you, that guy. Sucks. What's your beef with Lance Stewart? I'd love to hear this. He sucks. He sucks. No, yeah, there are some people that. Okay, you why see. don't you just give some people some background on who Lance Stewart is? Lance what? Stewart. If you've ever seen a video on Facebook Watch or anything, it's like. <laughs> It's Lance. Uh, funniest prank ever. Prank my uh, grandma, my girlfriend, my mom, whatever. And you watch it, and it's just the most fake prank you've ever seen in your whole entire life. He is the one with the sweary grandma, right? His grandma's yeah, his always grandma swearing at him. Yells and swears at him all the time. Yeah. Which is also scripted. I don't know how she's such Both. a good actor. Yeah, she's good. She, you know, she's probably the best part. I mean, other than swearing and 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 <laughs> vulgarity, <laughs> which we don't do on this podcast. Yes, this sir. podcast is family friendly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Lance two ten. Uh, this is a yeah. I agree with you as far as this goes. Uh, let's call him out. You know, what, like what do you have to say? Like to Lance two ten. Yeah, I don't, like specifically make better videos make better, or don't make them at all. Make unboxing videos instead. Make, make iPhone reviews. Yeah, or something like that. We need more people doing that. We need more people like that uh, kid reviewing toys. What? Yeah, the most famous. The most uh, successful is it Evan YouTube channel, Evans is it Evan Toy Tube? Review. Is it Evans Ro- Toy Review? Something like that. No, not Evans. It's something else. I think I think we're thinking of two different things. I was thinking of Evan Tube, which is a video uh, that my or a YouTuber that my little brother always watched. Oh, he played Minecraft. He did some no. unboxing videos. This is little... not a Minecraft. This is like a very young kid. Like I'm talking oh. seven, probably. Oh, no, this guy's and his a parents are now. exploiting him because he reviews toys wow. what is it called what is that toy channel called uh just look up a toy review youtube channel i mean how many toy review ryan's toy review he i think he has a tv show now too what? yeah and he's older now so oh no he's nine so not that old really okay. so he's probably been doing this since since he was <laughs> since he was like seven or probably younger if you Google wow. toy review, one of the things that says people also ask, who is the richest seven-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> How much does Ryan Toy Review make in a year? Ryan Toy and Review. You know for a fact he makes none of that money. Oh, absolutely not. He gets none of that. that pays his and parents all mortgage. he gets is to do all the work and his parents reap 
all their awards. Well, I'm yeah, sure his parents buy him like really nice toys. Oh, I'm like sure they do. Gives a care about. But imagine being those parents though. It's like I don't have to work because my because I'm exploiting my nine year old. Oh my goodness. That's kind of messed up. Not That's gonna like lie. like the Yodel kids' parents. Yeah, the, the Yodel kids. Did they exploit him? As, yeah, the Yodel kid. That's a sad story. Sorry, David Ramsey. Mason Ramsey. Mason Ramsey. Put some respect on his name. Mason Ramsey. Mason Ramsey. Mason Ramsey. Gordon Ramsey. As Wait. someone who who dabbles in country music i like country i don't sing it it's country music i just listen to it mason ramsey that kid genuinely has talent and he really cares about country music and what they did to him was a travesty yes i agree the music that they that that they made this kid make is just terrible it sucks it's all not good and it's all about like why do they gotta make him sing songs about like love and oh, like i know if i want to be so famous young. for something i want to be famous for love like come on he's like what He's good. He's like nine, something no, like that. No, he's not nine. He's okay, he's, well, he's just a small guy, but he, he is, is small. He's not old, so like, why do you got to make him? Same thing happened, but Justin Bieber was even older, so that's not even a good. I don't know. It's just like let him just sing more George Strait songs. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. He, now he's only thirteen. Maybe his voice is gonna start changing. Gosh. Yeah, wow. man. Yeah, there's a lot of people we need to call out. So on this, let me let me make a list here. We're we're calling <laughs> out hit list. Lance Stewart. Yeah. We're gonna call out Ryan's toy reviews. The the parents. Unless you want to call out the kid, I mean no, who knows? He, he's probably a diva. He's innocent. He's innocent. I hope so. We're also gonna call out anybody that had anything to do with uh famous by Mason Ramsey. Yes. Um, and then we're gonna go from go from there, I guess. Can you imagine a kid getting cancelled? For doing something that a kid would do, but it's, we're not far from it. It would, it would happen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, it would happen. Absolutely. Well, they had that kid. Uh, I was talking about this this week. At work, they had that kid not that long ago who. Oh, the kid that had like, autism he, and who was being bullied was like autistic. crazy. Was he yeah. autistic? Yeah, yeah autistic? I think he had autism and, and something something else that his that was on the video that I watch anyways. Yeah. But and he was getting bullied and he was crying in the video getting bullied those videos uh, are terrible yeah They're oh it's terrible. just so sad to watch and everybody's like yeah i support him and, and then all of a sudden somebody's like oh his mom has a confederate flag in her facebook and they canceled the kid oh my god yeah they canceled the kid and then they're like oh since his mom i don't i don't know if it ever came out that he was saying racist things to other kids and that's why he was being bullied but i think people were just right away inferring that he's a racist and he was just saying racist things to kids and that's why he was being bullied oh dear he's like, only a child he's a kid he's a child he's a, <laughs> he's a child oh dear that's just it's insane the, the cancel culture it's only a matter of you know if we do this podcast for long enough and we start to get you know some sort of a following it's only a matter of time before we're canceled we, we will oh absolutely some of the things i've already said in the first yes. few episodes i think are good enough to get canceled like a few episodes ago i said i was a big fan of cuba gooding jr i think yes and, and he... he's a rapist now oops it, whoops i promise i did not say that because i i forgot i didn't kind of his... i it only clicked in like a week later i was like wait a second I think Cuba Gooding Jr. is a rapist. And I looked it up and he was. I'm a fan of his acting. I was. Yes. Not anymore. Don't cancel me before I've even started. Please don't cancel me. Uh, I'm a fan of his acting, not a fan of his extracurricular activities. Yeah. Which Speaking included, of canceling, um, you know, Dominic Fike, who I talked about yeah. on the last. He, he, in his new album, he actually put out, an, he put out a song called Cancel Me. Ooh. Yeah. He says, I hope they euthanize me. 
I hope they crucify me and stuff like that. And uh, he says, I hope I get me tooed in the summer. Whoa. Yeah. Bold of him to say that. That is bold. I hope I get me tooed. Yeah. Has he has he sexually no. assaulted somebody? He did go to jail once, but I don't know. Really, what, I don't know what that was for. That's who hasn't been to jail. You yeah, know, that's true. I should probably exit this tab because right now I just have Ryan's toy reviews up on my computer. That's gonna be <laughs> weird. That's the only thing you're gonna be thinking. It's about gonna be people. a weird thing for me to explain to my wife later when she opens my <laughs> laptop. Uh, but yeah, that's hilarious. I guess uh, we've had a little bit of banter going. Maybe we should you know hop into some football stuff eventually. At, you know, in this. In this podcast, why don't we just jump straight into the news? First up in the news, we have Everson Griffin signing a one-year, $6 million deal with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Everson Griffin has been rumored to potentially be signing with a couple teams, the Seahawks, maybe going back uh, to the Minnesota Vikings for a while. And now he's actually finally decided to go uh, and sign a one-year deal with the Dallas Cowboys, a team that I uh, am pretty high on this upcoming year. If you follow me on my Instagram, I'm doing my power rankings. Eventually, you'll, they'll come in and, and you'll see. I might be a little bit too high on the Dallas Cowboys, but I think they have a good team. And I think Everson Griffin could add to a really, really talented team. Uh, if there was any big weakness uh, or any big weaknesses on this Dallas Cowboys team, you could say they're secondary. Uh, is not very good but you could also say that their defensive line maybe is not all that good but uh, especially on the edge rusher position you have Demarcus Lawrence and then really you're counting on on some other guys that can't stay on the field uh, to to come in and produce including Alden Smith who hasn't played in a half decade uh, but now you bring in Everson Griffin a guy who has, who's had 74 and a half sacks in 10 seasons with Minnesota uh, he's a four-time pro bowler including last year and I think it's a good addition uh, and it makes the team better uh, makes the team better defensively. They have a lot of pieces on defense. They have Everson Griffin now, obviously, and they have Demarcus Lawrence. I love their linebackers. Uh, I, th I think they they could be a solid defensive team. The secondary to me is still a weakness. It would have been would have been great if they would have brought in Jamal Adams uh, to help secure that. But uh, I think this only makes the Dallas Cowboys more dangerous this upcoming season. Coming up next in the news, we have kind of a funny funny news story. Uh, and there's an undrafted cornerback. His name is Kema Siverand. Uh, Kema? Kema Siverand. Uh, he was cut this week by the Seattle Seahawks. And he was cut because uh, he, was trying to, he was caught trying to sneak a woman into the team hotel at their training camp. So he was trying to sneak uh, a girl, evidently to do, uh, you know, what you do with a girl in a hotel room. <laughs> Uh, and the funniest part about this news story is that he he dressed this girl he does he dressed this girl up in Seahawks gear uh, in order to disguise her as a player to try to oh get him into the hotel room. I would love he was caught on video too, so I would just I really wish the video <laughs> would be leaked because that is hilarious. How? Like, did he put her in shoulder pads? I don't understand. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, all the pads, like, a helmet on. <laughs> like, how on earth did he think he would get away with that? Dressing a girl, like, I don't know. She maybe she was a, she was a, a large, a, a masculine, large, a very masculine woman. Mm -hmm. Which you know, if he's into that sort of thing, that's great for him. Well. Okay, maybe not great because now he's cut and his career is potentially over in the NFL. He got cut because he snuck a girl. Oh, yeah. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Is it because of the bubble thing? Well, yeah. For one, that's not a that's not a thing. You're if you're at training camp, you're not allowed to sneak girls into your thing. This really? happened a couple years ago too, before COVID, uh, with the Los Angeles Rams. There was a there was another player who tried to sneak a girl in. Uh, he got cut, uh, and that was on Hard Knocks. That was on wow. like on TV. Uh, but now, and it's it's bottom of the roster, guys. Like if 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 a guy like like Patrick Mahomes is sneaking a girl in. You're not gonna cut him. It's gonna be like uh, covering my eyes. Like mm. they're they're not gonna cut yeah. Patrick Mahomes or trade Patrick Mahomes. But <sighs> imagine having that type of power. Holy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Quarterbacks and and guys like that have a lot more power than a guy who's an undrafted cornerback out of Oklahoma State who hasn't done anything in the NFL and he tries to sneak in a girl and tries to tries to does the disguiser as a player. But uh, yeah, they they definitely tried to make a make a uh a statement with this it's but yeah it's 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 i like the move because it's like uh no nonsense i mean i shouldn't say i like it because it sucks when a guy's like potentially losing his job and he hasn't made a whole lot of money yet i think he signed like he's probably made two thousand dollars off football so far so he's like it's not like he just made a bunch of money and now he's done he's an undrafted guy so but it's like also this is kind of like take the freaking bubble seriously like this is a real thing like COVID nine, it drives me nuts that athletes for some reason think that they're above, above everybody else, and that they can just break the bubble. And like, I I really hope that teams take this series because it just takes one guy, it takes one un- undrafted cornerback to sneak in a girl, and she has COVID, infects the entire team, and shuts down the whole league. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of a selfish for many reasons. It's selfish. So I mean, it's just overall a stupid move. I mean, how unbelievably. Horny, do you have to be <laughs> to risk your whole career? Sorry, oh, that's God. a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit uh, inappropriate there. But how, like, I just don't understand. Can't you just wait? Training camp is only like a month long, and then you can you can kind of go home and do your own thing. Yeah. But it's like I don't know. Athletes think they're above. Like these are guys who their whole lives have been told you're the best, you're the greatest, you can do whatever you want, uh, you're amazing. And then even an undrafted guy, like he's probably the best player his hometown has ever seen best player his high school's ever seen he goes to college he's an amazing player in college he's still undrafted but he's still he's been the best everywhere he's gone up until the nfl and he thinks i can just do whatever the heck i want but that doesn't work like that uh, all the time up next in the news we have the buffalo bills making a couple of contract extensions uh they gave their head coach sean mcdermott a four-year extension through 2025 uh, Sean McDermott uh, threw three seasons in Buffalo as a 25 and 23 record, which is really not all that impressive if you look at it from that sense. But he's also brought uh, the team to the playoffs twice in three seasons, which uh, in Buffalo is unheard of. I mean, this team hadn't even made the playoffs in the 2000s until Sean McDermott showed up, and he's completely turned that team around. They they were really a lost franchise under under their previous coaches, guys like Rex Ryan. And, and, and people like that, they, they were lost at sea. And Sean McDermott has kind of come and turned them around. And now they're kind of a favorite to win the AFC East and, and go back to the playoffs this upcoming season. So I, I, I've made it clear many times on the podcast, I love Sean McDermott. I think he's a fantastic coach. I don't like his quarterback. Uh, I, I don't like Josh Allen. I don't think he's a very good player. But I, I like Sean McDermott. And as long as he's in charge in Buffalo, I think the Bills have a chance to to be a good team in spite of uh, maybe a lack of talent at the quarterback position. And then the Bills also signed their left tackle, Deion Dawkins, through uh, through 
2024 with a four-year $60 million extension. So he's going to average $15 million per year. Uh, he's a solid left tackle. Uh, the Bills also are a team that had struggles at the offensive line for a very long time. That's that's something that they've, they've worked really hard to improve. And, and Deion Dawkins, he's, he's the 25th ranked tackle uh, by PFF, which is not amazing, but it's certainly not terrible. I mean, uh, you have obviously uh, 64 starting tackles in the NFL. You have one on each side uh, of the line. So 25th is, is certainly not bad. It's basically around average. And if, if you can have even an average or a slightly above average tackle, that's better than a lot of teams have. So uh, definitely not a bad sign. A couple signings for the Buffalo Bills to improve and potentially win the AFC East. And, and I'd like them to win the AFC East this year. I think they're, they're, they're going to... They're going to be the team to come out of that division. It's a very, very bad division. I mean, division talent-wise is not, not all that great. Up next, we have a couple of tight ends signing contract extensions. First up, we had 49ers uh, tight end George Kittle, who came in at number one on my top five tight ends list uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he signed a five-year, $75 million extension. And I don't want to say that me putting him at number one on my tight ends list you know, is a direct result uh, or is directly, uh, you know, correlated with him signing a $75 million extension, but it certainly didn't hurt. I, I guarantee you John Lynch uh, looked at the average Joe top five tight ends list and was like, oh, George Kittle's number one. We got to lock this guy up fast. Yeah. And, and they certainly did it. He's now the highest paid tight end in the NFL. So you're welcome, George. You're welcome for that. Uh, probably the most successful George in the NFL. There's not a whole lot of them. I can I can think off the top of my head, uh, George Iloka. That's the other George I can think of. Um, yeah, I can't think of a whole lot of Georges, but he, obviously I talked about George Kittle a couple of weeks ago. I think he's a phenomenal talent. I think tight ends like him are are incredibly underpaid. He's still not uh, paid anywhere near any of the top ten. Uh, wide receivers in the NFL, which is crazy. I mean, there's guys like Jarvis Landry for the Cleveland Browns that are getting paid more than George Kittle. And Jarvis Landry is a fantastic player, but but he's nowhere near he has nowhere near the impact that a guy like George Kittle has, who is just a fantastic receiver. He's like a top tier receiver mixed in with basically a left tackle, having a second tackle on your team. Uh, he's a tremendous blocker, one of the best uh, blocking tight ends in the NFL. Uh, and also probably the best receiving tight end in the NFL. And then uh, we had the Kansas City Chiefs trying to trying to right away uh, one-up the the 49ers, the two Super Bowl teams with fantastic tight ends. Travis Kelsey, the tight end for Kansas City, actually signed a four-year contract extension through 2025. Uh, it's worth upwards of $14 million a year. So it's, it's not quite as high as, uh, as a guy like George Kittle, but uh, Travis Kelsey, you can argue that he has been uh, other than Gronk, he's been the best uh, tight end over the last decade, really. I mean, the guy, uh, he's a two-time All-Pro, five-time Pro Bowler, a Super Bowl champion in seven seasons. I mean, he's been, his numbers, you can really compare them to a guy like Gronk. I mean, uh, reception, receiving yards, uh, touchdowns, it's very comparable. You could argue that he, as a receiver, has been a better player than Gronk the past uh, couple seasons when they were uh, in the NFL at the same time. Uh, obviously Gronk probably brings more as a blocker, but Travis Kelsey to me, uh, he was number two on my top five tight ends and he's, he's a guy who, you know, he'll take less money than George Kittle, but he's also, uh, he's also very determined to build a dynasty there in Kansas city. I think that's what 
a lot of a lot of guys uh, there in Kansas City are determined to do. It seems like they want to run it back. They want to win Super Bowls. They're focused on winning Super Bowls. So you're see, seeing more team-friendly deals, even though it seems like Kansas City is spending huge money on free agents. We saw them sign Patrick Mahomes to that massive extension, and they signed Chris Jones, and now they signed Travis Kelsey. But if you really you really dig into these deals, a lot of them are are pretty team-friendly deals, and it's it's players who you know they could be getting more money elsewhere, but I think they're gonna want to take less money and and have a chance of playing with probably the best quarterback in football and playing on the best team in football and winning Super Bowls. And that's what I, another thing I talked about a couple of weeks ago is Kansas City uh, is a team that I think a lot of players coming up uh, the the free agent classes up upcoming year has a lot of phenomenal talent. I think you're gonna see players free agents take less money to play in Kansas City if they have a chance to win a Super Bowl. So that's why I think Kansas City, they're a team that could they, they could compete for a while. And, uh, and, and I, I love the, uh, the Travis Kelsey signing. Anything you can do to lock up really, really good talent for, for multiple years, uh, that's fine by me. Next up in the news, we have Andrew Marchand uh, coming out and he apparently reported during a mailbag at some point that uh, ESPN actually approached head coach, Rams head coach Sean McVay about leaving his coaching to be an analyst on Monday Night Football. And this to me is... It's laughable. I don't understand where ESPN gets gets this uh, get gets so cocky about things like this. They were so cocky that they would get Peyton Manning. They really, really thought they were going to get Tony Romo. They thought they were going to get a guy like Drew Brees and then Al Michaels. They tried over and over to try to get guys on Monday Night Football, but nobody cares about Monday Night Football anymore. Monday Night Football is not the big game of the week anymore. I don't know why they thought that a 34-year-old coach who's one of the better coaches in the NFL... He's going into his fourth season as an NFL coach. I don't know why they would have possibly thought that he would come out uh, of coaching to to be an analyst uh, for ESPN on Monday Night Football. Sunday Night Football is the big game of the week. Monday Night Football is not as big as it used to be. Uh, ESPN eventually settled on Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick, and Brian Greasy uh, to be their their commentating team on ESPN uh, for Monday Night Football. So, you know... They've whiffed on so many guys. Hopefully this broadcast team is good because I still enjoy Monday Night Football. I enjoy football. So uh, it's just kind of funny that they thought that they, they could bring the Rams head coach who's 34 years old. He's not an old guy. They, they thought he could bring they could bring him out of coaching and put him in the booth and he would just he, he would be okay. Like I don't know what their thought process was on that. And that kind of wraps up the news. And since there's a lot of talk about contract extensions, and, and uh, people signing new contracts and people getting paid, I decided to have another edition of everybody's favorite segment on the, on the podcast. You guys know what it is. Say it with me. What does Joe know? So in this week's edition of everybody's favorite game show, uh, we are going to go through the highest paid NFL players. This is by total value, how much their their contract is worth, total value. So these are big names. These are not, I'm not gonna go bottom of the rock. These are the big names, they're household names. All right. I have five guys. Burgers and fries? Five guys, burgers and fries. For those of you guys that don't know what this segment is, basically this is uh, a game show where Joe has a chance to win. Producer Joe, who $500. knows. $500. $500. We haven't agreed on that yet. Joe has a chance. Joe, who knows almost nothing about sports, 
Every or, time you say that, it's just like a dagger. <laughs> does it in hurt my you? Heart. It's okay to not know it's about true. sports. True, and I, it's true. But it, why? Why does it matter? It hurts me so. Far. You know a lot about a lot of things, just not sports. All right. He knows. Doesn't know. I mean, he's learning for sure. So I feel like you're picking up on things, and I have confidence in you this week. All right. But basically, I quiz him on on very basic football things, and the only rules are for this show is that the question is is one that I would have to be able to answer without a doubt. I could answer. No problem, like very quickly. And also, every time you say that, it's like, wow, look at me. No, well, it's, it's so easy. <laughs> it's not. Some people know. I know probably too much about sports, <laughs> and that's fine. So basically, I'm going to list off the top top five. So this is five. I usually, you know, we've gone with nine eights. I've I've narrowed it yeah. down a little bit. The top five highest paid players uh, in the NFL. This is by total contract value. So this is how much if they play out their contract, how much they're going to make. I, I really have confidence in you this week. I think you're going to pull this off. Oh, so I have five I know. guys. I already know. You have to, you, you have to, I'm going to name off five guys. One of them is not a football player. One oh, of them, and I'm going to pick him. One of them is a player from a different sport who is incredibly uh, paid, paid a lot of money. So you have to, I'm going to list off the top five guys and you have to tell me which one of them is not a football player. And I think this one's easy because you're going to know some of these names. Oh, I just have to tell you which one's not a football player. Yeah, I'm, so I'm going to list off. Okay, okay here we I, go. Have to, I have to tell you which one's most highest paid. I'm like, if you say Pat Mahomes, I already know that because you <laughs> talked about that already. Okay, well, there's I number, I had this in the bag There's already. number one, Pat Mahomes. All right. All right. Number yeah. two, Matt Ryan. Number three, Khalil Mack. Number four, Bryce Harper. And number five. Jimmy Garoppolo. Joe, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of time to think. I think sometimes you jump the gun a little bit too much and you're too confident. So just think, you want, I, I'll quickly read them Winning again. Out all my Patrick Mahomes, today. Patrick Mahomes, you know that that's a football player. Yes. So you don't even worry about that one. Yep. Matt Ryan, Khalil Mack, Bryce Harper, and Jimmy Garoppolo. One of those names, Matt Ryan, Khalil Mack, Bryce Harper, and Jimmy Garoppolo is not a football player. And you're already struggling with this more than I thought you would. It's just crazy because I know a lot, way too much about sports. So I just assume that people are just going to know. Like this person, the person that's not a football player here is big time in their sport. Like they're, I think I know. They're big time. Okay. Say, you, wait, say the names one okay, more time. One more time. Yes. We're going to just not even... Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Not worried about him. Matt Ryan at two. Okay. Khalil Mack at three. Bryce Harper at four. And Jimmy Garoppolo at five. I really, I, th- I thought you would just nail this one out of the park. This is to be the winner of the podcast, Joe. I have Joe. two, and I, it's you're, a 50-50. You're right 0 now. for 2 right now. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start keeping a tally. You're, you're 0 for 2 at this point. I have my answer. You have your answer. You're going yes. to lock, lock it in. I'm going to lock it in. You're going to lock it in. Here we go. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper it was absolutely correct. Yes. yes. That's what I'm Let's have some about. celebratory music Woo. here. Yes. Yeah. You did it. What I sport does Bryce it. Harper play? Basketball. Wrong. Oh. No. no, he's a he's a he's a baseball player. Baseball player. I knew exactly. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, yeah. Very good. Oh man. Were you was that your answer from the beginning? Were you yeah. pretty count? Yeah. Uh, Khalil Mack, I was like, wait, is Khalil Mack a basketball player? No. I thought Bryce Harper. Oh, I was thinking of Vince Carter, which is totally different. Not even <laughs> close. Very different. 
to Khalil. He doesn't Mack. even play anymore. No, he's retired now. Oh, That's so great. Sad. I was very worried. You're now one and two on what does Joe know? Yes. Yes. Very happy. About very that. first win. How are you feeling right now, Joe? After your oh, first good. win. My heart is racing. My heart is racing. Yeah, I'm happy we did this. His anxiety level has gone up substantially yeah. since we started doing this segment of the Very podcast. Very much. I'm on but edge. Congratulations, Joe. You're officially the winner of this week's podcast. You yeah. get to do the rest of the podcast. So you get to do your top five Perfect. wide receivers in the NFL. Easy. Yeah, easy. So number I'm just going to <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, number two, Odell Beckham Jr. Same answer. <laughs> number three, who cares? Mm. It's Odell, baby. It's Odell, and that's it. He but, plays for the... Bengals. Oh, okay. We should really stop because you, <laughs> you're, the, you're, you're the winner and it's not really yeah. looking that good anymore. You've already, I'm a loser. You've already okay. said that Bryce Harper is a basketball player oh, and no. that Odell Beckham plays for the Bengals. He plays for the Browns. That's the same thing. They're basically the same team. I know. Same that. colors. But yeah, that was another edition of What Does Joe Know? All right, we're continuing our top five positional rankings going into the 2020 NFL season. We've been over tight ends. We've been over linebackers. We've been over cornerbacks, safeties, uh, running backs. I believe that's all of them. And now we're on the top five wide receivers. Uh, and we're coming in close to the end of this series. Like I said, I, I didn't realize how incredibly close we are to uh, the start of the NFL season. So I'm going to have to hurry up with this next week. We are going to go with two at once. We're going to do the top five uh, edge rushers and top five interior defensive linemen. And then we're going to go right to the one that everybody's waiting for, including myself, my top five quarterbacks headed into the 2020 NFL season uh, the week after that. And then we'll be just right up close uh, to the start of the 2020 NFL season. I'm not going to do my top five offensive linemen because I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know enough about what it takes to play offensive line. Uh, to give you top five offensive linemen. If you want me to go on to NFL.com and copy and paste what they have as their top five offensive linemen, I'm not going to do that. But, you know, if you want me to do it, I, I'm still not going to do it. Uh, I'm also not going to do my top five kick- kickers and punters, I don't think. Uh, punters are people, punters too. Punters are people, too. They are, but it's just... I, maybe I'll do, like, a little segment at some point, but I feel like a whole episode for kickers and punters just seems like a little much. So how do you even... How do I even? It's another thing where it's like I, how like I don't feel qualified to tell you who the top five punters are in the NFL. Just go by net punt yards or where they're like if they punted inside the twenty. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna do. Joe, why don't you give me your top five on today's episode? When I do my top five wide receivers, you yeah. give me your top five kickers. Yeah. You want to do kickers slash punters or not just, just kickers? Just just kickers, not kickers. punters. Oh, no, so not punters aren't people then. Yeah, they are, but not as good as kickers. Not as good as kickers. What is the difference between a punter and a so... kicker? So, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I feel uh, bad. I've kind of like just kicking you all the time in this podcast. Punters are people that kick the ball when their team's going to return it, yeah. and a kicker is someone who does it to score. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, essentially. Is that's, that actually yeah, it? That's yeah, pretty that's good. Yeah, thought. punters are basically you just give the ball to the other team, mm-hmm. and then kickers are you're actually scoring and you do kickoffs and stuff. But some teams have their punters do kickoffs, so it's. Oh, it's like I I just can't believe that there are not more teams that don't have there there are not more teams that don't have a guy that plays both kicker and punter. Like they're very different things. Apparently kickers can't be punters and punters can't be kickers, but you think you could find one dude to just do it both and then 
and then you have one less roster spot you got to worry about. Like, how hard? Like, just find, like, a really good soccer player, and then he could just do But I can't believe that that's not a thing. Seems like you could get one guy to do both. Uh-huh. And if, like, the kicker gets injured, the punter is the guy that's going to replace him right away. So it's like, well, I don't... I don't know. This is why I'm not a football coach, apparently. This is why I have a podcast. <laughs> but anyways, why don't we jump into my top five wide receivers for the 2020 NFL season. Coming in at number five on my top five wide receivers list, and it is Mike Evans, the wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, fun fact about Mike Evans, his middle name is Lynn. And I like it when people who could beat me up have girl middle names. So Lynn? Michael, I don't know if his full name is Michael, I'm assuming. Michael Ev- Michael Lynn Evans. Michael Lynn. Very cute name. He's also six foot five and two hundred and thirty-one pounds. <laughs> Just a monster of a of a human being. Wow. Uh, his twenty nineteen stats in thirteen games. Uh, he had sixty-seven receptions for eleven hundred and fifty-seven yards, eight touchdowns, and seventeen point nine yards per reception, which is phenomenal. It's fourth best in the NFL among receivers with fifty plus receptions, and it's by far the best number on this list. So he's really a downfield threat. The guy Fun fact, another one about Mike Evans, he has 1,000 yards receiving in all six of his seasons in the NFL. That's six straight seasons to start his career, and only him and a little guy called Randy Moss, Hall of Fame wide receiver, potentially one of the best, if not the best receiver of all time, can say that they've started off their first six seasons with 1,000 yards receiving every single year. And this is a guy who who I think sometimes gets hidden uh, in Tampa Bay because it's not a big market. It's not a team that... Uh, people care about a whole lot. He hasn't had a ton of talent at, as far as the quarterback position goes, unless you want to count Jameis Winston, which I'm not going to. Uh, he He's a guy who maybe gets forgotten about. It's not going to happen this year. Not with Tom Brady uh, there in in Tampa Bay. I, I think he's, he's going to get some more recognition that he potentially deserves as one of the best uh, wide receivers in football. I mean, he's, a, he's just a guy who produces. He has the highest drop rate of anybody on this list. But that's because he's a guy who just makes contested catches. He makes catches down the field. Uh, Jameis Winston, the last few seasons, he's a, he's a guy who 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 just takes shots, who throws uh, prayers up to Mike Evans, and Mike Evans often uh, answers those prayers. He averages eight touchdowns uh, per season, uh, so he just scores. Uh, he, he's tremendous, like I said, at, at contested catches because he's six foot five, two hundred thirty-one pounds. How are you going to stop as a as a six foot? 180 pound corner how are you going to stop a 6'5 231 uh pound receiver when he goes up and grabs the ball it's 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 not easy to do uh and and to me i think him and brady could have a potentially special season this upcoming year if tom brady doesn't fall off a cliff if tom brady can still be uh half of what he he has been throughout his career because i think i think that mike evans is the closest thing that tom brady has had to uh, Randy Moss during that 2007 season. I don't think, like, Tom Brady hasn't had that much talent at the wide receiver position. Uh, I'm not saying that Mike Evans is Randy Moss, but uh, I think he's the closest thing that Tom Brady's had. He's just a a massive, dominant receiver, super fast, super athletic, uh, and he's a guy who who makes plays down the field. Uh, He has 13.4 yards before catch, which is fourth, uh, best in the NFL and it's way further downfield than anybody else on this list. So any of the other top five guys 
uh, are not making receptions as far down the field on average as a guy like Mike Evans is. So every time uh, he makes a catch, he's further down the field than these other guys on this list. So he's just a deep threat as a 6'5 guy. He can blow by guys. He's also incredibly strong and makes great contested catches. And uh, without further ado, Joe, why don't we top, jump into your top five kickers here? Who's Who comes in at number five on your top five kickers list? This is something that he researched literally as I'm talking about Mike Evans here. No, I was prepared. Oh, you were prepared? Last week I already started. Last doing. week. Last week before he knew that this was happening, <laughs> he was preparing. Yeah. Coming in at number five good. on my 2020 NFL season kickers, um, <laughs> Matt Gay. Whoa. Matt Gay, Matthew Gay. Matthew Gay. Um, Matthew Gay. Do you want to be more politically correct? So who does Matthew Gay play uh, for? He's the place for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, he scored, <laughs> he made fi- uh, 31 field goals in 16 games uh, in the, the last season. Really? And, uh, with 35 attempts. Wow, that's pretty good, actually. And uh, yeah, and so. He's your number five, eh? He's my number five. He made. Did it have uh, anything to do with his last name? 43 extra points made. So. <laughs> 43 extra points. That's yeah, not bad. And he's the kicker. So. Fun fact, dude. Well, that's good. It's good to see a Tampa Bay kicker make it on the top five because they've had kicker woes for so many years. Mm-hmm. And finally, they have a guy crack uh, the average Joe top five kickers yeah. list. And a uh, fun fact for Matt Gaze, he is straight. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he's straight. <laughs> that's so. phenomenal. That's um, even has a fun fact for him. That's, yeah, that's great. I have one for all of them. So. Okay, that's great. He's straight. Oh, that's you have Mike Evans. This is that's great that I have a Tampa Bay receiver as my as my fifth best receiver, and you have wow. a Tampa Bay kicker. Wow, you know, as does he still? Play? I honestly, to be honest with you, I don't know much about Matt Gay. Does he he still plays for Tampa Bay? This yeah. upcoming season? Yeah, okay. Well, you think after that phenomenal season, he'd still yeah. play there. But why don't we move on to number four? Coming in at number four on my top five wide receivers list for the 2020 NFL season is Tyreek Hill, the wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs. And fun fact about Tyreek Hill, he's left-handed. He throws left-handed. And this week it was at some point, uh, Thursday, I believe it was national left-handers day something like that and i'm left-handed as well so i had to shout out all the left-handers on my instagram story and shout out to tyree kill for also being left-handed uh in four years tyree kill is a two-time all pro uh, he's obviously a super bowl champion last year uh his 2018 stats uh i, I included his 2018 stats because in 2019 uh he, he wasn't very healthy he missed uh four games uh he had still had 860 yards receiving seven touchdowns uh, but his 2018 stats are really phenomenal. He had 87 receptions for 14, uh, four, 1,479 yards, 12 touchdowns, and 17 yards per reception. This is a guy who a couple years back completely broke football. I mean, the guy, he he's so, sort of had that Steph Curry effect where Steph Curry com- pretty well changed the game. Uh in, in the NBA and he, just by shooting threes and just completely changing how we looked at at basketball. It might not be to that extent where it's completely changed the game, but a couple years ago, people genuinely did not know how to stop Tyree Kill because he was just, every field that he stepped on, he's the fastest guy on the field. He's probably the fastest guy in the NFL and he's just so talented as a wide receiver and as an overall playmaker. He's probably the best deep threat in the NFL. He's very different than the other guys on this list. He's the only guy under six feet tall. He's five foot ten, 185 pounds. 
So that's probably the same size as you, Joe. Five foot ten, 185. It's around like the same size. So he's a smaller guy, incredibly athletic. Like I said, one of the fastest guys. I, he had a down year last year. Uh, I expect him to his production to go up. He's the most talented receiver, despite Travis Kelsey being on that team uh, and Travis Kelsey taking up a ton of receptions and, and being a huge part of that team. To me, Tyreek Hill is the most talented receiver on that team. And, and when you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes who can just throw the football a country mile, having a guy that can run a country mile very fast like Tyreek Hill can is definitely something that uh, is going to benefit that Kansas City Chiefs team. And I think that's why Tyreek Hill comes in at number four on my top five wide receivers list. And Joe, who comes in at number four on your top five kickers list? Coming in at number four on my top five kickers list, we got Zane Gonzalez Zane for the Arizona Gonzalez. Cardinals. Um, 31 field goals made in 16 games. Uh, it was 35 attempts and 34 extra points made. Very good. A fun fact about Zane Gonzalez, he was actually uh, the first Sun Devil in history to kick more than <laughs> one 50-yarder in a game. More than one. Which is... What does being a Sun Devil mean? The Sun Devil <laughs> is... The team that represents Arizona State University. Very good. I was just making sure. So <laughs> it would just be funny out of, you. out of context that he's he's a Sun Devil. Well, <laughs> he's just the first Sun Devil in NFL history to kick. Yeah, the Arizona uh, State more than one Sun Devils. The Sun Devils. Very good. So he was very good. There's yeah. a kicker. Uh, I'm really hoping you have on his list because I'm gonna just really roast you if he's on your list. And so okay. just be scared if all of a sudden you put this guy on your list. Okay. It's gonna it's, it's coming, okay? All right. Uh, Zane Gonzalez, number four. What do you like about Zane Gonzalez overall? I really just like honestly his dynamic on the field. <laughs> Everything about him really and, uh, the way he can just he kick the ball. Kind of right? handles himself. Yeah, the way he the way he carries himself off the field when he's done kicking and everything. <laughs> He's got a lot of good energy, and I just he's sort really of like a, he's like a Sun Devil. Kind yeah, of. he is kind of, he's and I just like really think that like whatever he's going to bring to the 2020 NFL season, it's just going to make a change in the uh, Arizona Cardinals this this year. Oh man, that's exciting! Yeah. Arizona's a fun team this upcoming season. Yeah, so I, I know. I think so. Zane could definitely add a little zany factor to that. If you know what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying? I, I also believe so. Coming in at number three on my top five wide receivers list and on Joe's top five kickers list, uh, we have DeAndre Hopkins. The We just talked about Zane Gonzalez, Zaney Gonzalez of the Arizona Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, he was recently traded, obviously, during the offseason. Uh, got the uh, Bill O'Brien Texans got completely fleeced for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, my number three receiver and fun fact about DeAndre Hopkins his nickname is Nuke Hopkins which I knew already I knew his nickname was Nuke I never knew why his nickname was Nuke his nickname is Nuke because Nuke is the brand of pacifier the only brand of pacifier that he would use as a baby that's the only one that he would use so he was very picky I didn't know that I don't not really well versed in brands of pacifiers but I know that Nuke is the one that DeAndre Hopkins loved uh, and through seven seasons, he's also really loved being a phenomenal wide receiver because he's a three-time All-Pro, four-time Pro Bowler. His stats last year, he was actually had sort of a down year, which is crazy because it was still a phenomenal year. Had 104 receptions for 11,000 or 1,100 rather, and 65 yards, uh, seven touchdowns. He had 68 first downs receiving, which was third best in the NFL. Uh, he's a guy who's had five 1,000-yard seasons and in, uh, in seven seasons. Uh, in the NFL, and he's had those those 1,000-yard seasons in five seasons. He's had that with quarterbacks like Matt Schaub, 
Brock Osweiler, Tom Savage, Brandon Whedon, TJ Yates. I mean, he's a guy who who just has not had incredible wide receiver or quarterback talent rather around him. Obviously, the last two years he had Deshaun Watson, who's amazing, uh, but he's just consistently dominant year in and year out. He's another guy who just has uh, incredible, incredible hands. Uh, probably the best hands in the NFL. You could argue that his hands are are like nobody else. He's got massive hands. He he cuts he cuts his gloves, I believe, so he can actually spread his hands out more to catch more balls. Oh. And he's just he, he's a guy who you can basically throw the ball up and he's going to come down with it. Uh, I, I was watching his 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 segment on the top 100 players list, which the NFL puts out every year. Uh, for the most part, it's a ridiculous series, and and I'm not really a huge fan. But I was watching that. And you saw cornerbacks just rave about how uh, DeAndre Hopkins, it seems like he's covered, but he's still going to come down with it. He's a guy where, you know, he's playing with a really good quarterback now with Kyler Murray. Uh, and Kyler Murray can can use Nuke Hopkins as, as a potential safety blanket. A guy, you just throw it up, he's going to come down with it. He's, he's, like I said, he's just one of the best in the NFL uh, at, at uh, contested catches. And now he's got Larry Fitzgerald to poten- potentially mentor him there in Arizona. So that's why he's the number three uh, receiver for me going into the 2020 NFL season. And Joe, who's your number three kicker going to the 2020 NFL season? Coming in at number three, we have Justin Tucker for the Baltimore. Whoa, Ravens. Justin uh, Tucker. Only three. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, you he could have made it higher, but that's just. You think he's declining or what? No, I think he's getting better, actually. <laughs> oh, really? Because his field goal percentage is actually the best on this list. Um, it's really? It's at 96.6%. So uh, 29 attempts, 28 field, goal, field goals made. So only and, missed uh, one, and he's still games. only number three. Yeah, well, you know. See, and if I was doing a list, I would have had Justin Tucker at all five slots. So, because to me, Justin Tucker is the best kicker ever. Yeah, and you know what? And yeah, and that might be, you might be right, but I disagree. Uh, fun fact about Justin Tucker, actually, he is the most accurate NFL kicker in, in the in, league history. In, he's yeah. also the, the best, the highest paid. Really? Yeah, he is the uh, highest paid kicker in league history. So. He's also an opera singer. Fun fact about him. No. Yeah, he sings opera. So Why do you have a fun fact about someone that I know better than you? <laughs> I'm smarter than you. Who did he play for in college? Who? Oh, shoot. Who did Justin Tucker play for in college? I don't know. Texas? Was it Texas? Yeah. No, it was, it was not Texas. I have no idea. I don't think it was Texas. Texas. Justin Tucker. I have. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. I I feel like I should know. I bet you I can find it in like two seconds though, and you're squirming over there to find it. No, I'm not doing anything. My hands are both here. My hands are, my hands are up. Justin Tucker. He played for uh, Texas. I was right. That's what I said. How I the was, heck did I know that he played? I was guess. I was tricking you. This is insane. Yeah. So I'm. I don't want to say that I'm better at kickers than you, but I just might be better at kickers than you. Well, I'll wait till you see my next top two. <laughs> Very good. Right, let's move into the top two here. Coming in at number two, and I'm starting to realize that people are probably only interested now in the top five kickers list. They probably don't really care about the wide receivers list at this point because you're making my job look incredibly easy because you're coming through with these stats so fast. And I actually spent time prepping for my top wide receivers. And your job is so easy. It is very easy. I'm doing it. You're doing it very, very well. Two and a half minutes here. Yeah, well, my number two, Michael Thomas, wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. And this is where the controversy starts because I bet you a lot of people think, oh, Michael Thomas probably going to be number one. 
not for me. A uh, fun fact about Michael Thomas, his, uh, his social media handles are at can't guard Mike. So he basically wow. just tells you right there what you can't do to him, and that's guard him. And fun, another fun fact, he's also kind of a baby on social media all the time. <laughs> you talk any crap about him, even not even really talking crap like Devontae Parker did all that not all that long ago, uh, just kind of complimenting Stephon Gilmore. Uh, and then uh, Michael Thomas cried for a whole day about it, apparently. So he's very sensitive. But as a receiver, he is tremendous. I'm not going to let his off-the-field antics take away from how good of a receiver he is. Through four seasons, uh, he's a two-time All-Pro. He was also the Offensive Player of the Year last year. I mean, just a tr- he's tremendous. His numbers this last year were just ridiculous. I mean, out, out, just through the roof. I mean, his numbers comparing to any other receiver, you can't really do it because his numbers were phenomenal. He's a perfect fit in that offense with Drew Brees uh, and and with Sean Payton. He had 149 receptions, which is an NFL record. Uh, for receptions in a season. He also had uh, 1,725 yards, which is number one, not even all that close. Nine touchdowns, which is third best in the league. He had nine, this is this is what makes him special, I think. He had 91 first downs receiving. So 91 times he moved the chains as his receiver, which is 14 first downs better than the next closest guy, which is phenomenal. And the biggest thing with Michael Thomas that makes him great is yards after catch. He had 583 yards after catch, which is number one among wide receivers. He had uh, he's he's a guy who runs short routes. The biggest knock on him is he all he does is run slants, uh, and obviously that's not totally true. But him running short routes, uh, it it's not completely a lie. He runs a lot of short routes. I like to call him basically Jarvis Landry on mega steroids. Because he just runs these slants, he runs quick ins, quick outs, he runs drags. Uh, he's he's just so good off the line. He gets open so fast, and and that's what makes him so great. If all he does is run slants, all he does is run short routes. Why the heck can can defensive backs not stop him? It's because he's so good at coming off the line. His hands are tremendous. I mean, his catch percentage is in in 2019 was 80.5 percent. So 80.5 percent chance if you throw a ball his way, he's gonna catch it which is not even close. I mean, he's just way better than the other receivers on this list, way better than the other receivers in the NFL in general. And then if you if you go back to 2018, it's 85%. I mean, the guy is just going to catch the ball, and the Saints target him 33% of the time uh, during, during the season, the Saints offense. So if they drop back to pass, one-third of the time they were throwing it at, at Michael Thomas, which is just outrageous to me there's no chance in the world that he's going to be able to to duplicate these stats year in and year out because they're just ridiculous i mean they have now emmanuel sanders who came in there to be uh, sort of a help on that offense so that could take away from his numbers but uh, he was basically the guy as the wide receiver there uh in new orleans and to me the only thing that kind of holds him back is 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 he's just a he's a he's a slot receiver he's the best slot receiver in the nfl but he's a slot receiver. He's a short routes guy. I think he's really good at that. But to me, the number one guy on this list, uh, I think he does what Michael Thomas does, and he does it probably better. And he does other things. Uh, but Michael, not taking away from Michael Thomas, tremendous, tremendous player. And he's number two on my list. Michael Thomas, don't be mad at me. Sorry that you're number two, but you're just number two. And uh, Joe, who's your number two kicker? I still can't believe Justin Tucker came in at number three. This is a very controversial list. 
But who's your number two? They call me Mr. Controversy. Mr. Controversy. Very good. That's your album. Your yeah. next album. Coming in at number two on my top five kickers of the 2020 NFL season, Will Lutz. Will Lutz. Yeah. For the New wow. Orleans. I like uh, the correlation again because I just did a New Orleans Saints uh, receiver and you got a New Orleans Saints kicker. Yeah. For the New Orleans Saints. Um, <laughs> moved on. <laughs> yeah, you're just interrupting me always. But. Uh, 16 games, he made 32 out of 36 field goals uh, with an 88.9% uh, field goal. 88.9 field goal percentage. Very good. Uh, 48 extra points made. And a uh, fun fact about Will Lutz is that he uh, he actually set the Saints rookie franchise record for, of 20, for 28 uh, field goals made. Uh, in one year, I don't know. I don't know what year it was. <laughs> He's losing confidence. He did do that very once. Fast. <laughs> Probably during his rookie season. I think he's going to bring a lot of good um, spirit uh, for the <laughs> Saints this year. He's really a, all around like a good morale booster. I've seen him. I've seen him play. I've seen him um, uh, boost up <laughs> the team's morale, and I just think he's going to just do even better this year in the 2020 NFL season. Very good. Coming in at number one on my top five wide receivers list for the 2020 NFL season. And uh, if you know anything about football, you probably know who number one is at this point. And to me, it's Julio Jones, the wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, he's 31 years old coming into the season. So he's a little bit of an older guy, the oldest guy on this list. Fun fact about Julio Jones. Not only is Julio Jones a really cool name, but his full name is actually Quinn... Quintoris Lopez Jones. Wow. wow. Very cool. I don't know how they got Julio out of that, but I don't want to say anything ignorant, so I'm not going to talk too much about it. <laughs> but I mean, Julio Jones to me uh, is the best receiver in the NFL. I, I know what Michael Thomas did uh, numbers wise is better than Julio Jones last year. And Michael Thomas has been tremendous the last few seasons. Uh, but Julio Jones, to me, he's the most dominant receiver I've ever watched. Other than Megatron, maybe. You could argue that Megatron, Calvin Johnson, was maybe more dominant. But he's not in the NFL anymore. And to me, Julio Jones is the next best thing. Uh, I'm, I'm younger, obviously. I didn't watch receivers like Jerry Rice. I got the tail end of Randy Moss's career. Uh, but to me, Julio Jones it, it is the guy as far as receiver goes. He's six foot three. 220 pounds. He runs a 4.340 yard dash, which is just unreal. Uh, his 2019 stats, he had 15 uh, games played. He had 99 receptions, which was six best in the league. So with six best in the league receptions, he also had uh, 1,394 yards, which was second best uh, in the NFL. So he only had the six best receptions uh, wise, but he was the second best as far as receiving yards goes. He had six touchdowns, and the biggest knock probably on Julio Jones is his uh, his touchdowns. He doesn't score as many touchdowns maybe as you would like for him to score. But I think a lot of the times there's been a lot of talent on those a lot Atlanta Falcons uh, teams. And he, uh, you've had guys like Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman, who were really good a few years ago. But to me, Julio Jones, uh, I mean, if you go and you go on Pro Football Reference and you look at some of his statistics through the years, I mean, his best ever season, he had uh 1871 yards receiving on 136 receptions i mean he's just 
he's completely dominant. I've, I've never seen a receiver be able to completely take over the game the way Julio Jones uh, does. I mean, in, a, in an NFL where you can just double team a guy, you can bring a safety over, you can you can try to eliminate a guy completely completely out of the offense. Uh, it's crazy to see uh, Julio Jones take over a game. I mean, there is that game uh, in, in 2016, I believe, against the Panthers. He had 300 yards receiving, which is just outrageous. That means... That means he he covered the football field three times, receiving the ball, which is insane. How do you not even begin to stop him? I think he got a cornerback fired that week because I think he got cut. I think it was Benet Benwickery, maybe. I think he got cut after after getting completely destroyed by Julio Jones. I mean, and and Julio makes some of the greatest catches you'll ever see. I remember his catch in the Super Bowl against the Patriots that should have should have clinched that game. I mean, just a ridiculous toe-tapping, full extension, crazy catch by Julio Jones. Should have closed that game out. It didn't do it. Uh, he, he, he's just, he's dominant. Like I said, he's the most dominant receiver I've ever witnessed. And if you, if you ever want entertainment, go on uh, and watch his, his top 100 uh, video from this, this past season. Uh, and see Larry Fitzgerald, who's my favorite receiver all time, talk about Julio Jones and basically him and Kyler Murray talking. And, and Larry Fitzgerald is just saying uh, how amazing uh, Julio Jones is and that he's the best receiver he's ever seen. And that's high praise coming from uh, the future Hall of Famer, Larry Fitzgerald. But Joe, without further ado, why don't we just go to what everybody's waiting for? Your number one kicker in the NFL, and if it's who I think it is, I'm going to lose my mind. Coming in at number one. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. My number one kicker for the 2020 NFL season, we have Justin Tucker. What? Um, yeah, looking at his numbers, he really played overall the best ball game last year uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. He was Ravens number here. three. Uh, he, in 16 games, he made 29, 28 out of 29 field goals of 96.6 field goal, uh, per percentage. Um, really this guy just, <laughs> he's kicking butt out there. He's going to kick butt again this year. Kick butt and balls. Yes. And, uh, really he just, he really brings a team together here with, uh, with the kicking and a uh, fun fact about Justin Tucker is, uh, he actually, uh, yeah, I know you were like, Oh, he's an opera singer. <clears throat> He can actually sing in seven different languages, English, Spanish, French, Italian, German, Latin, and Russian. Wow. And he also majored in recording technology at Texas. And that's what the thing I wish I would have done. Wow. Uh, so do you want to be Justin Tucker? I, I do. But yeah, I think that he's going to bring a lot of good energy into the, <laughs> to the team this year. I love the Baltimore Ravens. I love what they do. Uh, so... I love that. I, yeah. I'm imagining when, when you said that Justin Tucker was your number three kicker, and then I said that he's no doubt the best. I I'm, I feel like, you, were you then scrambling? To, no, absolutely you, not. Your, no, your, plan, I, your plan all along was to have him be number one? Yeah, I'm not just looking at the numbers. And, you know, <laughs> they, they make sense. And you he wanna makes sense. He's an overall really good player. You want to change number three then, or are you just going to keep? No. no? <laughs> he, all around, he should have been every five. Of them, so. Five, so he is okay. Yeah. So you're kind of stealing my ideas now. Really right? excited what to see what Justin Tucker is going to bring into this 2020 NFL season. Very good. <laughs> that kind of wraps up today's show, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed. I know I did. This was uh, 
This was a fun show. Joe, you did a great job. Great job with your top five kickers. Thank you very much. Uh, Justin Tucker comes in at two positions on the top five list. Uh, Stay tuned for next week when I do my top five defensive linemen, both interior and exterior, uh, exterior edge rushers. Uh, And then Joe is going to do his top five punters. Top five punters. I'm going to give you a week to prepare now. Yep. You better bring your A game. Yeah, I already started. You already started doing your top five favorite punters uh, in the NFL. So once again, thank you guys for tuning in. If you're listening to the show on wherever you can rate and review, please leave us a rating, leave us a review. I don't know how many times I have to ask you guys this. (laughs) Please leave us a rating, leave us a review. It means a lot. Make sure that you follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at underscore average Joe show posting a lot of cool stuff on there. Make sure you do that. Maybe maybe we'll get Joe posting some of his top five yes, kickers on there. Absolutely. Uh, make sure you follow Joe, the producer, at Joe underscore Tyson. Very good. T H I E S S E N. Joseph underscore Tyson. Joseph. Yeah. No. Joe. 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 Sorry. Yeah. So I just ruined it. No. Uh, that's no. Yeah. Fine. Follow him on on uh, Instagram. Right. Do you have Twitter as well? Is it the same thing? Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I caught him off guard again. He's mad at me. You guys could just see the face that he's making at me right uh, now. While I'm looking for this, uh, shout out goes to 3 Peter Teeson. 3 Peter Teeson. After being a real jerk. Yeah, he's a real real ass. You're the worst. You suck. But uh, That's yeah. only one person's going to get that. Yep. So if you're listening to this, thanks for nothing. <laughs> you make me insecure about everything I do every <laughs> single day of my life. Joe's calling out his bully today. Uh, actually, at, on Twitter, it's Tyson underscore Joe. So oh, exactly the well, you switched it up. Very it's good. Switched, I like exactly. That. Joe, you have uh, anything to say before we wrap up the show here? Yeah, just uh, tune in next week for my top five punters. Uh, I'm really excited to share with you guys what I've come up with and what I uh, what I'll be planning. So um, yeah, I just can't wait. Very good. Uh, make sure you guys tune in every Tuesday for a new episode NFL season, like we talked about, coming up shortly. Really excited, hoping that we're gonna have a somewhat normal football season. Uh, but thanks once again for the listen and we will catch you guys on the next one.